Amen. Will you turn your Bibles with us to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses through 2 through 4. I'm reading from the King James text. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, according as he have his divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertaineth to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us unto glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Father, we thank you for your word. Now let that word stir our hearts until it stirs us to the change that you want in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to address you this morning from a subject It's already done, waiting for revelation. It's already done, waiting for revelation. And this is what the Lord had revealed to me on Thursday morning that he's already done. Whatever you're looking for in life is already done. Can you touch your neighbor and say it's done. It's done. Amen. Uh, it seems as if once you ever notice how creative we are or we were before we got saved. We create ways to sin. You know, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. We didn't get bored sinning, did we? Did we? Because, you know, if one thing didn't work, we would create something else. But we kept it going. Touch your neighbor and say, keep it going, keep it going. Now, the apostle says here that it is given, and I begin to look at that word, given. It is a past participle of give, given. It's a participle relating to a particular person, thing, or concept that are given at a starting point. It means that it was arranged earlier. That means what you're begging for right now, God has already arranged it earlier. Now, I want you, these words don't mean anything to you except you can grasp them in your spirit. Because we are ever trying to get what God has already given us. What you want from God has already been given to us. Now what we begin to do is block what God says is freely given unto us. 
it is also, that word implied, an, uh, an accepted fact. It is an accepted fact. Now, have you accepted the fact that I have all things that pertain to life and godliness? Have you received that? Now, you know, y'all know the benediction that I give, reaching out into the impossible. I'm beginning to realize, I think I was around 20 Five, 26 years old when God gave me that without a pen and without paper in a church by myself and I didn't realize how powerful that statement was until 40 years later I reach out somebody, anybody know it? How many things are yours? I didn't have a deep revelation of the word, but God gave me those words. And I don't know, um, I got to get a writer, somebody to write for me, a ghost writer, somebody, but I have to, I have to put something down on paper on that because the statement itself is just too powerful. And then whenever I get to a place where it looks like I'm going to lose, y'all know so many times I say, I shall suffer no loss. But what we have to do as a people of God is get to a place that we can accept that what God has for me. How many of y'all know how much God loves you? Well, if we could conceive how much God loves us, uh, uh, Michael, even if we make mistakes, he still loves us. He don't cancel the plane, Vic, because we might not have dotted every I and crossed every T. He is still there and he still loves us. And I want to tell you now that what we need is a revelation of what God has already given us. I don't know whether or not you ever been on your knees and praying and got up off your knees. There was no more money in your bank account. There was no more, amen, bonds or stocks or anything else. But doing your prayer, God just simply gave you a revelation of what he have in store for you. And what we need right now is a revelation for our situation. Touch somebody say, revelation for your situation. Amen. And let me tell you this. Most of the time, what you need from God is right at you. But sometimes your, your unbelief blinds you to what's obviously in front of you. In the book of Genesis chapter number 22, verse number 13. Amen. Uh, let's say 21. Let's go to 21 first. Uh, Genesis chapter 21, verse 19. And this is a story about Haggai when uh, Abraham, uh, Sarah, uh, you know, Sarah ain't going to have that woman hanging around her. She said, they told Abraham, just put her out, just get rid of her. And of course, Abraham did what Sarah said do. And in the wilderness, she, was, uh, she had gone out of ways. And in the wilderness, she became so disgruntled. She was so perplexed. 
because she uh, was about to die and the child was going to die from thirst. And a well was right there, but she couldn't see it. Note the text for me. Somebody got to read it for me. And God opened her eyes. Uh-huh. And she saw a well of water. Yes. All right. It didn't say God dug a well. What did God do? Which was revelation. Uh, let, me, let me go up again. Genesis 22, 13. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horn. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Now let me tell you what. Let me tell you what I believe. I believe that that ram was in the bush all the time. Abraham didn't see it. But when God opened Abraham's eyes, Abraham saw the sacrifice. Ask your neighbor this. I wonder what is what blessing God had for you that you haven't seen. Now, I know you are familiar, and sometimes familiarity sometimes is our worst enemy. We are used to seeing familiar failures, familiar blockages, but we need to open our eyes like God opened our eyes so we can see the glory of Almighty God. Now let's look at King, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. Am I doing all right? Yes, sir. All right. I'm not going to ask you for 28, man. You can be quiet if you want to. After four to five years, I can just do it with me and Jesus. Mm. When you know who you are and whose you are, you don't have a problem. I know I bless people. Mm, my God, just being in my presence bless people. Whew. I pay a price for the anointing that's on my life. Hallelujah. Do y'all feel like y'all are a blessing? Tell that person next to you, say, you are blessed to be sitting beside me. Because I am a blessing. I paid a price to keep this anointing on my life. Oh my God. You, you see, you, you got to feel like I'm a blessing. I'm not a bother. I'm not uh, an abstract. Amen. I was chosen from the foundation of the world. Amen. Whoever you bless, I will bless. And whoever you curse, I will curse. Can I get somebody to stain to your feet and say, I am a blessing. I am a blessing. All right. All right. Now, look at Kings, 2 Kings chapter 6. Let's start at verse number 15 through 18. Read for me, please. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, 
And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. My God. The help was already there. But Cheryl, they couldn't see it. Why? Panic. Oh, I hope you like the person you sat beside Aston. Are you panicking now? Oh, my God. Hallelujah. You know how it is. You only got three more days before the eviction notice comes. You got... A few more days and this thing gonna happen to you. But when God opened your eyes at the very last minute and you can see more is for me than is against me. I can see God moving in a special way. Hallelujah. Then after a while you say, oh my God, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Can, is there somebody can touch somebody right now and say, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Now, there are two sets of eyes that we must consider. To this point, we've only addressed the physical eyes. Spiritual eyes. Psalms 27, 13. I'm not boring y'all, am I? All right, I promise to let y'all go over it real soon, real soon. Mm. All right, read for me. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm. I want somebody over here say, I'm believing to see. I'm believing to see. How about this section? I'm believing to see. you mean? Elder Judge, I'm believing to see. It's already there. Before the question arose, God had already given the answer. Now, I've got to what? Believe to see. Are y'all getting this thing? Now, look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. Lord have mercy. All right. What does it say? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The eyes of your what? The eyes of your what? Understanding. understanding. Can y'all say with me, Lord? Lord. Help me to understand. Help me to understand. What you have in store for me. It's a matter of just understanding. Don't look at what is apparent. God, help me to understand. 
what you got in store for me. You see, once you understand what God got in store for you, you stop panicking. Because I understand what God got in store for me. So now I'm looking through the eyes of my understanding. And I'm coming on there. I'm about to finish now. Now look in Hebrews, if you will. 11.3. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Mm -hmm. Through faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So what give us understanding? What? Did y'all catch that? What give us understanding? Faith give us understanding. Now, my conclusion coming down to the last part. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Look at verse Nine. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit mm, of God. Touch the person next to you and ask them, are you natural or are you spiritual? <laughs> Because tell them if you're natural, I ain't got nothing for you. But if you are spiritual, you're about to see something that's going to change your life. Mm, my God, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, they are foolishness unto him. Yes. Neither can he know them. Mm-hmm. All right, now, now this same text in the Amplified Bible put it this way. But the natural, non-spiritual man do not accept or welcome or admit into the heart the gifts and teaching and the revelation of the Spirit of God, for they are folly, meaningless nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them or progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually designed and estimated and appreciated. All right. But the spiritual man tries all things. That is, he examines, investigates, inquires into, question, and discern all things, yet is himself to be put on trial and judged by no man. He can read the meaning of everything, but no one can properly discern or praise or get an insight unto him. So what I want you to do, and, and, and this is what the Spirit told me. So we need the revelation. And this is, this, I, I, just, I was there, and it's just like this. We praying for God to open the door. And we don't walk up to the wall. Looking for God to open the door. And even now and then, because you're so foolish, God will bust holding the wall. 
But most of the time, we got to get the discernment from the Holy Spirit. See, because see, the door is already made, but see, we're trying to make doors. But spiritual revelation says the door is here. We walk up to something and we think that it's a door because there is some space. But it's not a door, it's a corner. And just because you got space, it don't mean that God's going to open up for you to get in there. And what you need to do is get in the spirit and out of foolishness and understand, God, I want you to put me in the spirit so I can see the door that you made before the wall came up. God already had a door. So we are spending our lives walking against walls and walking into corners when God said, I've already made a door for you. Can you look at somebody right now and say, God has already made a door for me. I'm going to be doing a little bit of praying here so I can get a revelation of what God has already prepared for me. Because that the Lord delight in me, he's going to bring me into my inheritance. I'm not so bad that God can't bless me. I'm not down so low that God can't lift me. He loves me so. Oh, tell if he can lift me out of sin, he can lift me out of poverty. If he can deliver my soul, he can deliver my body. God is able. Somebody jump to your feet and say, he's able, he's able. He's able. 